Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's good, people? Welcome to the big broadcast, episode fifty-one, season two. The host with the most, man. Your boy, Big Baby J, Big Stepper. Let the beat ride. You know what I mean. Let the song ride. Let's turn up. Let's have a good time. Let's go. Mm. Mm. And I'm 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 very happy right now. I'm very very happy right now, especially with all the new listeners. The people are always coming back, showing love. You know what I mean? Uh, especially with my last few episodes. My last three episodes I did, the one with Benny Legacy, the introspection one, and the one on Russia and um, Russia and China, doing crazy numbers. Again, I'm thankful. Everybody who took time out of their day to, to to listen to a little podcast here in the middle of middle of OT Canada, you know? Mm. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, man? Ottawa, Canada, the capital. By the way, if you're in the city or if you're in Canada, really in the east end, east coast, or even a little bit of the the central prairies area man all this smoke right these quebec fires right disgusting disgusting the air quality trash folks go outside for even five seconds you barely can breathe it's looking disgusting it's gross right but that's canada for you man that's canada for you i don't think i've ever seen it this bad i'm recording right now what is this today is the seventh you know what I mean? Today's the 7th, June 7th. We're in the middle of the year, right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? 2023 is moving fast. Who would have thought? You know what I mean? And what we're in the middle of is the NBA Finals. My Miami Heat. Heat culture is in this mf man. We out here, man. We are out here. What do I mean by that? When I say we out here, I'm saying that my Miami Heat. We are in the game right now. Meaning uh, the series is 1-1 versus the Denver Nuggets. What does that mean? That means that as I predicted, well, maybe I didn't put it on wax. I didn't put it on an official broadcast. Miami's going to win in six. Miami in six. And I think Bam Adebayo is actually going to win the MVP uh, finals MVP because of his performance because the Denver Nuggets have no answers for Bam Adebayo. Obviously, I know the truth. Miami has no answers for Jokic. Jokic, it is what it is. Jokic is an amazing basketball player. He probably should have won MVP uh, this season. It is what it is. He is fantastic. He's a great hooper. But the key to the Denver Nuggets, like a lot of my basketball fans would have seen last game on Sunday, right? Right now I'm recording this on Wednesday. On Sunday, the key to beating the Denver Nuggets is stopping Jamal Murray. Or not even really stopping him, but slowing him down. Why do I say that? Because Jamal Murray, he is the head of the snake. Similar to if you really look back at the Miami Heat, the Heatles back in the day, right? LeBron was going to go off. LeBron was always going to go put in work. 
But you had to be scared of the other players, right? You had to be scared of Dwayne Wade going on a run, Chris Bosh getting rebounds, Ray Allen, game six, shooting a wide-open three, which kept the series going, led them to game seven versus the Spurs, and them winning and dominating in game seven. You have to watch out for certain guys who are key to the success of the team. Right, Even Mike Miller back in the day with the Miami Heat, LeBron era, he was huge. Shane Battier, these are guys that if they weren't on point, the Heat were not winning. See, LeBron could easily go off, right? And LeBron did go off a lot of these playoff games. There was really a time where LeBron was quote-unquote off, right? And I'm not comparing Jokic to LeBron, but I'm saying Jokic is in that same lane. What do I mean by that? I mean that tonight the Heat are playing Denver. Denver is going to be in Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic went for another triple-double. I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic got 35, 12, and let's say 10. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Why? Because Jokic is going to get his points. Jokic is going to get his boards. And Jokic, on top of this, is going to get his assists. But when you lower down his facilitation and playmaking, when you make him a scorer first, making him a three-way scorer, right? When you make him a guy who focuses on the paint, right? You take away a huge part of his game, which is playmaking, okay? He is going to lead both teams in assists. He's going to lead both teams in rebounding. But Jamal Murray is the one who's probably going to lead the team in scoring, right? I'm talking about the Denver Nuggets. He is going to be the one who leads the team in scoring. But if you stop him from scoring, if you make it incredibly hard for him to score, then you have a chance. Now, look, Miami also has to be making threes. Why did they win last game? Because Max Strude. Max uh, Struess was actually making threes. He didn't go 0 for 6 or 0 for 9 like he did in the game 1. I think Max Struess got like 12 points within the first quarter. That's how you win the game. And also, closing the game, you have Duncan Robinson making shots. You have Gabe Vincent making shots. You have, you know, Jimmy Butler adding 8 points to the mix. That's how you win games, bro. That's how you win games. See, I I I, I got to respect Mike Malone, right? Because Mike Malone saw it. I didn't really see it, meaning the effort piece. I'm not I'm not somebody who's watched the Denver Nuggets since the beginning of the season or much throughout the playoffs, right? Because they've been so dominant, right? I haven't been watching them closely. I have watched my Miami Heat closely. And, you know, it has been shocking to see Miami go from such a bad three-point shooting team to being so good now. And a little bit of it, I think, might be Tyler Hero not being in the lineup. Why do I say that? It frees up the offense a lot more when Tyler Hero ain't around. What do I mean by that? Okay, so think about it like this. If you have, right, one of your primary scores, Tyler Hero averaged, I believe, 20... 22 points you know what i'm saying i'm actually gonna google it right now he averaged like 22 points in the season right guess what that does that takes shots away from multiple people right so if you're taking shots away from multiple people 
then guess what happens? Then it's going to go by his average of shooting, right? And, uh, you know, when the ball is actually flowing and the offense is going, that's when the Heat shoot better. What do I mean by that? That means that when you get Duncan Robinson involved, when you get Max Struess involved, when you get Gabe Vincent involved, when you get Kyle Lowry involved, then the shooting improves. At that point, you're shooting at like a 38% clip. If you're shooting at a 38% clip from three, dog, you're going to win most of your games. <laughs> this is a modern NBA. You're going to win most of your games, right? If you're like the, you know, uh, Boston Celtics where you shoot like 19% from three and you're not even trying to get mid-range or twos, you're going to lose. And let me be real. My team, I'm biased, I love Miami, my team is not exempt from that. If we start not making shots, by the way, Tyler Hero averaged about 20 points, 20.1 points in the regular season. Uh, actually, Ty, uh, Jimmy Butler averaged more. Uh, Butler averaged like 22. But if you're in the regular season, right? not even the regular season, just in general, if you are not making your shots, Miami's not doesn't come out making shots, they lose. It's not even a controversial opinion. It's not a crazy opinion. It's just facts. If they're not making shots within the beginning of the game, if the offense is not flowing, if things are not going inside the hoop, they're going to get exposed. Because here's what Denver does. Denver can go on runs, massive runs. Last game, game two, Michael Porter Jr. had like five points. He was missing everything. He was bricking everything. Aaron Gordon had a terrible game. He had like 10 points. He was bricking everything. By the way, that was because of Kevin Love's amazing defense. Kevin Love has to start this game today, game two. And I'm going to say it like this. Ultimately, Miami has the great advantage of having Eric Spolstra, who makes adjustments mid-game, pre-game, and is actually very strategic. Now, look, when Eric Spolster started out with the Heat, I believe this was 2010 when LeBron joined the team, he wasn't that good, bro. He was not that good, right? And that's evident in the loss to uh, the Dallas Mavericks in the NBA Finals in 2011. He didn't make the adjustments, he didn't see that his superstar, LeBron James, was not mentally in there. That John Terry was eating him up. Pause. You know what I mean? But because Spolstra knows what's going on, his superstar in this situation is Jimmy Butler. And about Jimmy, for me, in my personal opinion, Jimmy Butler, I believe, has the ankle injury he got from the, from the uh, New York Knicks series. I believe when Josh Hart stepped on his ankle and he rolled his ankle, I believe that strongly affected him. I believe that there's something else going on. He's maybe having an injury he's not talking about. And there's actually been speculation, not even speculation, but reporting from uh, Skip Bayless that Jimmy Butler's father might be going through some kind of medical emergency, which is distracting Jimmy. Now, look. If I'm being real and I'm watching the games, Jimmy is not taking as many shots. He's not being as aggressive within the first two uh, two quarters, the first half of games. He's not 
going to the hoop aggressively like he did against Boston, like he did against the Bucks, like he even he he did versus the Knicks, right? He's not in that in that mode. You know what I mean? He's almost past first. Like he's looking for assists to get people involved. You know what I mean? He's averaging I think maybe 17 points in this series. It's not good. You know what I mean? As the be- as opposed to the beginning of the playoffs where he was averaging like 35. He had like a 56-point game. It was crazy, right? So for me, if I'm if I'm Jimmy and he knows this, he's probably been told this, I'm going to be more aggressive. I'm going to play the game and, 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 and give the team energy. Because when Jimmy's hot, when he's on, bruh, the team goes on. You know what I mean? The team plays better when he is more aggressive and actually going for to the hoop and actually going out there to get points. Now, who's really, really the big dog? Bam Adebayo. I'm telling you right now, Denver has no solutions for Bam. He is a problem in the series. So if I'm if I'm Bam, I'm I'm using that mismatch because Jokic can't guard me. You try to put Aaron Gordon on me, he can't guard me. You try to put Michael Porter Jr., he can't guard me. None of you weak niggas can guard him. It's a fact. So if I'm Eric Sprolstra, I'm going to exploit that mismatch. I'm going to try to find Jimmy Butler in space. I'm going to try to make sure Kyle Lowry has is open to, to bust some some threes, some spot-up threes. You know what I mean? I'm going to use Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent's been playing well. Now, if I'm on the Denver side, I want to end this series as quick as possible. I want this done in five. Okay? And how does Denver do this? I don't even like Denver. It is what it is. I don't want that shit to happen. Y'all know my bias. I'm not even going to cap. I want Miami to win. I'm a Miami Heat fan since I was like 10 years old. It is what it is. So the way that Denver does this, they don't want to play more games. Because the more games Miami plays, the more confidence they get. The more they become stronger. It's like it's like uh, the Rocky movies, man. When Rocky was fighting in a movie, it seemed like every single time the dude got punched, the nigga got stronger. It's like, yo, how are you getting stronger and you're getting punched in the face and you're half uh, dead? It is what it is, Arturo Gotti. See, by the way, that's a dope ba- uh, boxing reference. Arturo Gotti, rest in peace, man. Great boxer. Floyd whipped his ass. It is what it is. Uh if I'm the Denver Nuggets, I'm winning every single game, and I'm being hyper-aggressive, especially on defense. Especially on defense. See, Miami, right, can become streaky. And you have to contest as many shots as possible. See, what happened a lot in Game 1 and Game 2 is that Miami had a lot of open three-point shots. Right, so the movement of Miami's offense is so good that Denver sometimes is caught lacking, right? And when Denver's caught lacking, they get caught lacking very hard. Where you have Gabe Vincent took a couple open threes, right? You have Duncan Robinson who had some open threes. You had, you know, even Jimmy Butler. He's not a great three point shooter, but Jimmy can sometimes get it in. So when you have that kind of situation, right? You have to put pressure on them. You know 
that uh, Miami's not really going to go to the hoop as much, right? So minimize the drives, make sure you close out on threes, and make sure that Miami feels your pressure. Body them. Don't be afraid to get a foul even if you have to. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at it. If I'm Mike Malone, I'm still pushing my team to go maximum effort because it looks like sometimes they don't have as much effort as the Heat. The Heat look like they have wanted more, and they're hustling and running to the ball and diving for for, for, for hustle uh, points and everything like that. It, it is what it is. So that's my suggestion. That's my idea. But it is what it is, right? I think this is going to be a great series. It's already a great series. It's back and forth. Lead changes happen often. And uh, it comes down to who wants it more. I think Miami wants it more ultimately, and it is what it is. We'll see what happens, right? But another thing I wanted to kind of discuss in in terms of the realm of the sports world, and I I kind of talked about this on my YouTube channel. If y'all get the chance, check out Big Baby J TV on YouTube. I I be killing it. I'll be honest. In my humble opinion, I'm killing it. I wanted to talk about Travis Rudolph. So if y'all get the chance, go pick up, well, you're already on your phone right now listening, I'm assuming, search Travis Rudolph. Now, what is, who is Travis Rudolph? Travis Rudolph is a former NFL wide receiver. I think he's about 26, 27 years old. He was accused of murder, charged charged with murder. And he had a trial. Right, he is currently on house. He was he was currently on house arrest until this trial, uh, for about two years. Right, he's accused of murdering his ex girlfriend's brother's friend. So his ex girlfriend has a has brothers. He is accused of killing the friend of those brothers. Right? Why? Why did that happen? So Travis Rudolph uh, was seeing this Dominic girl. Right, and she, after a crazy night, you know what I mean. While he's going home, she, well, he's at home actually. She checks his phone, finds out that he's talking to other women, and like the crazy bitch that she is, she starts hitting him. Right, not the first time that she's hit him. He doesn't retaliate. He doesn't go back at her. He doesn't hit her back at all. He tries to escort her out of the house. And while he's trying to get her out of the house, she keeps on hitting him on the back of the head. Obviously, locks the door on her, closes it. And guess what this whore does? She's a whore, by the way. Why do I say she's a whore? She's actually legally married, but she never told Travis Rudolph. This was found out during the trial disgusting anyways this uh snake sliver snake of a woman goes to her brothers and tells her brothers hey my boyfriend travis hit me he hurt me all right i want y'all to go see him and shoot his shit up that's literally what she texted her brothers and guess what her brothers did? Around midnight, they came to his home. By the way, this is Florida. I just want to remind y'all that this is Florida. This all happened within Florida. So that's going to be really important as to what happens next. So his brothers call their friends. Would they go with guns towards Travis's house? Travis lives with his mother and his brother. 
And guess what they were coming there to do? Yes, bingo, you got that right, fam. They was coming to shoot his shit up. Disgusting. So once they come in to shoot his shit up, little did they know, Travis has guns. And this is Florida, and there's a rule called stand your ground. You know, rest in peace to Trayvon Martin. You're If you're on your property in Florida, you have the right to stand your ground and protect your household if you're feeling endangered. So Travis does just that. He shoots out 30 nine rounds all right and ends up killing one of travis's one of his ex's brother's friends yes right so he was charged for murder taken in booked in, and everything like that you might be wondering what he was protecting himself yes he was protecting himself but because the laws in florida are so suspect and they believe the woman's word that she was threatened he was looked at somebody who perpetrated the attack and who essentially murdered somebody an innocent person little did the detectives know about these details about her having a whole husband about her lying about the domestic violence all of these things got discovered in the trial, which lasted about two, three days. So after that, I think about three, four hours ago, the jury deliberated and they found him not guilty. Right. And for me, I brought this up into the, the, the cadre of sports or the, the prism of sports and everything like that, because I think it's so important. I think it's really, really important. Why do I say that? In our society, right, getting justice, especially for black men, I was going to say Travis Rudolph is a black male, by the way, is pretty, pretty hard, right? If he had not had these this evidence, if he didn't have a very good lawyer, um, he would be in jail right now over the word of a woman who he never touched, Right, a, a, a woman who lied to him from day one about her previous relationship, not even relationship, her previous marriage, a woman who lied to her brothers and endangered their lives, a woman who plotted to have this guy killed in a sense. This was basically a murder for hire. This she could she could literally go to jail for premeditated murder, but the prosecutors, right, that they didn't want to the state. They didn't want to press charges against her. They pressed charges against him. See, when you're a young black male, right, the society, the dominant society. Now, I'm not going, going to go full woke because it is what it is. I am woke and I know my audience is smart, too. Y'all y'all can put two and two together. The dominant society looks at black men, looks at black men as a threat. Literally, the stand your ground log became popular and well known because of George Zimmerman, who killed Trayvon Martin because he found him looking like a threat, right? With his hoodie on, right? A teenage kid got killed because he was perceived to be a threat. Travis Rudolph, right, was considered to be a threat. So much so that these guys were not willing to come in a humble manner, the brothers, to try to understand and see what's going on. Instead, they just believed the word of a delusional, negative whore. She's a whore. 
rather than trying to think a little bit objectively and ask more questions and be more inquisitive. Let me tell you something, man. It's 2023. We live in a society that's messed up. I don't believe the first thing I see. I, aren't, Bro, I'm such a conspiracy theorist. I think everybody's capping at all times. I believe everybody's lying. Shit, I might be lying right now. Go check out the Rad- R- Travis Rudolph trial and let me know what y'all think. I might be lying my ass off. I know I'm not, but I might be. Here's what I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Do not believe anything and everything. Research. Double check, triple check, have, this is a term that I learned when I was in grade 12, is harmonutic of suspicion. That's what, a, that's what the term is. Harmonutic of suspicion. Let me, let me just tell you what it says. Har, I'm Googling it right now. Harmonutic of suspicion. Okay. See, you know what I mean? The, so so hermeneutics of suspicion here's what they're saying the hermeneutics of, of suspicion is a style of literally literary interpretation in which texts are read with skepticism in order to expose their purported rep- repressed or the or hidden meanings so this is basically literally liter- literal device literary re- device all right why do I, why, why is it important? It's not just important in reading, right? It's important to have a form of skepticism, right? To understand the hidden meaning, right? And the repressed meaning of things, okay? What does that have to do with Travis Rudolph? Anything that anyone ever tells you, you have to question it. You have to try to look for the hidden meaning. So had these dumb brothers asked her, where are the scars? Asked her, what's going on? Let, let me go talk to him. Let me search up his character. Let me let me go talk about it. And let me go see him in the morning. Let me go see where he work at. Right? Let me go speak to this man and see what's going on. If they had the hermeneutic of suspicion they could have saved their friend's life. Now, if Travis Rudolph had a harmonic of suspicion, he would realize he's dealing with a crazy whore bitch who's actually married, right? And been wise enough not to have lost two years of his life on house arrest, waiting trial, right? To be found innocent, right? If, you know, we all had a harmonic of suspicion, the whole COVID, anyways, man, I'm not even going to say it, man. <laughs> it is what it is. That's a, that's like exclusive Patreon content, right? But I'm just going to say this, man. Be suspicious, bro. You know, be willing to ask questions, clarifying questions. Don't just follow the crowd, man. I hate following the crowd, bro. Like, if I followed the crowd, I'd be lame and corny. I'd never want to be that. I'm me. Right? I'm special. Right? I'm great. I'm meant for greatness. By the way, so are you. So is every individual that listens and supports this podcast. By the way, if you're still listening to this point, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Right? So have suspicion, man. You know what I mean? 
And for me, I'm not suspecting that Heat in six, man. I'm not suspecting that. We got this, Miami Heat culture. We got this. But before I let y'all go, man, I want to leave y'all with some motivational words, man. You know, that that the ending of season one of my podcast was very heavy. And, you know, it was more introspection. And I looked at it and I heard it. I'm like, hey, maybe I'm just giving a negative point of view, but... I'm going to give you a positive, motivational point of view, man. Be proud of yourself. Right? Be proud of you. Be proud of what you've done, what you've accomplished. Be the type of individual who takes accountability for all the bad, but also all the good you've done in life. Right? It's not easy to to make it this far as you have. You know what I mean? Look at your life. Understand that the things you've gone through, right, built the man or the woman that you are. By the way, most of my audience is women. Shouts out to the ladies. Be proud of where you came from. All right? All of us have a story. All of us have had to deal with struggles, pain, stress, you know what I'm saying, uncertainty. You know what I mean? Nobody... Goes through this life is like a cakewalk, like bro. If you if you if you point me somebody who had a cakewalk life, uh, I'll show you a liar. <laughs> Just real talk, you know what I mean. Ultimately, life is about overcoming, right? And the fact that you have a phone, the fact that you have the podcast app, Spotify or Apple. Or Google, or, or, or you know what I mean, whatever SoundCloud to listen to this podcast. It shows you that you have a level of privilege, a level of accomplishment that most of the world does not. Be proud of yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? Be proud of what you have done, what you're doing, or what you're going to do in the future, right? Because ain't nobody who has gone through your life can speak and do better than you and that's the truth yeah i mean that was the big broadcast start of season two we're gonna practice more gratitude more gratefulness and uh heat and six i'm out bro let's go ah.